following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Lies, lies, and more lies. We live in a time when the moral and ethical values that we were raised with have vanished. They vanished, it seems, into thin air. They've been replaced by lies, deceit, and the golden calf. Breaks my heart to say these things to you. But what we need more than any other thing in America today is the truth. Men and women who will speak the truth. I was raised during a time in the 40s, 50s, 60s. When on the farm, integrity was very important. Faith in Jesus Christ was of utmost importance. Our family was a very holy a very conservative, a righteous family. I grew up with the expectation that the leaders of America would be righteous. Now, there was reason to understand that they were not. My father would often speak of Theodore Roosevelt as the betrayer, as the communist betrayer of America. And as I studied history and I looked at what he did with the, with the big deal, he was a compromiser and he was very much leaning toward the socialist progressive agenda in order to accomplish politically what he desired to accomplish. Now, I'm not going to go into all the historical detail, but enough to be said that the Great Depression was caused by the response of the banks and the government, not by the people. And we're facing, again, a Great Depression. A great financial collapse is about to fall 
upon us in America and the entire Western world. And it is coming because of lies. The small businesses were shut down. The churches were shut down. Walmart wasn't shut down. Costco wasn't shut down. The alcohol stores, they were not shut down. They were considered essential. Churches were considered non-essential. And the foolish compromised pastors of America went along with that and shut their churches down. And so God literally had the church vomited out of its buildings because of the compromise of the pastors. Had they stood up and said no, the businesses of America would have been saved. But we didn't want to face persecution, did we? Because the church today in America has become more a business than a church. Pastors have become CEOs, hirelings, effeminate, not men who will stand and call truth by its right name. Not men who will call lies, lies. And frankly, America today and the American government is utterly corrupt and filled with lies. From the banking cartels how do I even talk about it but I can tell you this I listened to a, a famous humanist last night as he gave a lecture on the future of America and his position was that America was going to go through a very very difficult time and during this difficult time, Americans were going to awaken from their stupor and from the lies. And they were going to throw off the bondage of the big tech corporations and the government. And a new government would be formed, and we would have a time of great prosperity after the very painful and difficult time. I listened to a a prophetess this morning, as she was saying the same thing, we're going to go through a very difficult financial crush. In fact, she was more specific, saying that by Thanksgiving time, the economy would have collapsed, and Thanksgiving tables would be basically bare in America. Well, I don't know if that's right. The Lord hasn't said that to me. But I am clear that there's going to be a time of great repentance and sorrow in America. The Lord has said that to me. There is going to be a turning once more toward the Lord God of heaven on the part of many. But then we are not going to enter into a golden time of American history where everything is rock and roll again. That's not biblical. I'm going to talk more about that. But first, I want to lay a base of understanding. The children of Israel were brought with a miraculous, a miraculous hand of God out of slavery, out of bondage. They saw the dramatic presence of Almighty God. They knew he was real. They saw the pillar of fire. They saw the manna every morning. Tons of manna. Enough for the two million people who were in the wilderness. They saw the miracle of the water. They went to Mount Sinai. They heard the voice of God. They knew that Moses was the prophet and that God was speaking face to face with him. But their whole background was filled with lies. There was still the human heart turning toward the lie. And may I say this? 
I say it tenderly, but it must be said. The wicked condition of the human heart is that we will always, in wickedness, turn first to the lie. The lie that God doesn't love us, to the lie that God is not there, to the lie that God helps those who help themselves, to the lie that we can't trust the God of heaven, the lie that the prosperity must be number one in our hearts. As I shared with you, a man in a store said to me, you're a handsome man. Women must always be falling at your feet and chase. I said, I'm not into women. He said, well, what are you into then? Money is more important than women. I said, no, 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 no. He said, money is what it's about. I said, no, no, no. It's about God. And he quickly moved on. It's not about women. It's not about sex. It's not about money. It's not about prosperity. It's about God. And God is going to bring his judgment upon this wicked earth. We don't have much time left. Do not believe the lies. Turn from them. The lies about the pandemic, the lies about the vaccinations, the lies about what happened to John F. Kennedy, the lies about what happened on 9-11, the lies about what happened to Martin Luther King. Lies, lies, lies. Deception, deceit. The human heart will always turn first to the lies and believe them. And if you tell a lie long enough, everyone will believe it. So in chapter 32 of the book of Exodus, we find that Moses stayed on the mountain for quite some time, about a month. And the people began to gather around Aaron. And they said to Aaron, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Lie. They know exactly where Moses is. They can look and see the fire. They can hear the rumble. They know Moses is up there speaking one-on-one -on -one with God. They know where Moses is, but they're afraid. And they want, in the longing of their heart, with a prosperity, fertility God of the bull. Now, Aaron, as the leader, has not gone through what Moses went through in preparation to follow. Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness taking care of the sheep, learning to be humble. But Aaron has spent that time with the children of Israel in bondage. He has no backbone, much like many of the pastors today in America, no backbone. Aaron answers the people, in verse 2 of chapter 32, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off the earrings and they brought them to Aaron and he took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then all the people looking at this golden calf said, Wow, these are the gods 
O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt, lie. They all know that the gods of the Canaanites, they know the god of Egypt did not bring them freedom. They knew it was the god of heaven. They had seen the fire. They'd heard the, the voice of God. They knew better, but their heart turned to the lie. So Aaron sees that the people are pleased with this golden calf. So he builds a proper altar in front of the calf, and he announces, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. What? Here's the golden calf. He builds an altar in front of it, and he says, tomorrow we're going to worship the Lord God of heaven. And so what, what is he doing? He's mixing now the worship of the Lord with the golden calf. And that perfectly describes the American church today. A mixing of what is holy with what is profane, what is wicked, wrapped around wicked lies. Wicked lies like, you can never leave your sin. You're always going to be a sinner, and God loves you unconditionally. Oh, mixing the golden calf lies with the truth of Scripture, that God does not have unconditional love, and you cannot walk in known rebellion and sin against God and expect to go to heaven. But these lies are very favorable. They taste good in the mouth. I've heard so many preachers lie to God's people in my life, saying, God loves you unconditionally. Really? Then he wouldn't have had a hell, would he? And he would have no day of judgment except to pass out rewards for the wicked. But instead, the wicked are cast into the fire, according to Revelation. They're not walking in salvation. They're walking in death. So early the next day, everybody gets up. They're expecting a great time. The sacrifices and burnt offerings, the fellowship offerings are offered. Uh, we're getting a bit of echo, I'm being told. Tell me, is that better? Check one, two, three. No, it's still echoing. It's still echoing? Hmm. I don't know what to do to change it. Um, our producer, Brother Ed, if you're listening, would you come online and on the chat line give me some direction on what I need to do to stop the echo? Are we still getting the echo? Yes, we're still getting the echo now. Okay. Uh, I'm being told that on the internet, it's okay, there's no echo. So you're saying the echo is going out over Weva. Don't know what's causing that. Um, Brother Ed, would you listen on the radio side and see if over the radio you're picking up an echo? And would you please quickly get back to me on that? Check one, two, three. We're having some technical difficulties. Please forgive us. We've been struggling valiantly with how to get this new board set up in a way that is functional. Uh, Brother Ed worked on it extensively yesterday, but evidently we're still getting an echo. Brother Ed, as you listen on the radio, are you picking up an echo also? This is the fun of live radio. If it were 
recorded, pre-recorded, we wouldn't be facing any of this. Well, let me go on. Please forgive us the echo. Uh, Brother Pugh will get back to me in just a moment with whether as he listens to the radio, there's an echo. The people get up and they sit down and they eat and they drink because they could eat the meat of the of the fellowship offerings and it says they got up to indulge in revelry yes brother pew you're saying you hear the echo uh, any suggestions on how i can readjust the board so that that echo won't be there Uh, I have made certain that the that the uh, Rick Link return is turned off. Uh, the desktop audio I've turned off. So the only thing that's on. Check one, two, check one, two. The only thing that's on is the desk, is the microphone. Um, well, I'm going to go forward. Please bear with me on the radio side. They got up to eat and drink and to sexually play, to have an orgy. Now, what is Moses doing? Moses is up on the mountain, and God is outlining for him the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, In the tabernacle is the Ark of the Covenant, is the altar of incense, the table of showbread, the candelabra, the presence of the Holy Spirit. God is preparing to dwell among the people. How do you how do we deal with that? I don't know how to even begin to talk about it. God on his side is preparing to dwell among the people. And the people have cast God aside and they're worshiping a golden calf. And the Lord God says to Moses, Go down, because your people, whom you brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. And the word corrupt here means rotten, like fruit that has spoiled. Flies and maggots can't be eaten, makes you sick. God is saying that the children of Israel have become corrupt, have become wicked. And God says, they're stiff-necked. Let my anger burn against them. I'm going to destroy them. And Moses interceded and sought the favor of the Lord and pleaded the, the reputation of mercy on God's part. And so God turned from his decision at Moses' intercession and said, okay, but I will punish them. I will punish them. 
Moses went down and cast down the Ten Commandments that had been written by the finger of God and smashed the covenant so the people saw the covenant had been broken. And he said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you let them enter into such sin? And Aaron says, Oh, don't be angry, my Lord. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. So I told them, Anyone who has gold jewelry, take it off. They gave me the gold. I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Liar, liar, liar. All wickedness is accompanied by lies. Our administration is filled with lies today. Our government is filled with lies, and it has been going on for quite some time. 9-11 was used by the government as a pretense to take the freedoms of America and start the whole war on terror. I could go through so many lies that have been spoken today. It's time for America to wake up and, and recognize the lies that we've been handed and say enough is enough. Now, when I look in the scriptures, and I'm going to share these with you, we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to share these with you. This is the outline that the Lord gives to us in the book of Revelation for what is going to happen. Now, I've listened to People talk about the book of Revelation all my life, and I have not preached very much on it because there are so many lies about Revelation. I'm going to simply follow what the actual book says without trying to go beyond. In chapter 6, verse 1, I watched. This is John as he's in heaven. Now, now, please be clear, there are, there are three powers that we have to deal with if we're going to understand the last day events and what America is walking into. One, we have to understand that there is a God in heaven who rules over heaven and earth. Number two, we have to recognize that there is a devil who rules this earth. And number three, we have to understand that there are wicked men and women who seek after power and money and pleasure. We have then a fourth party, the righteous of God, the humble of the Lord God of heaven. But they're a part of that third of the human race. So we have God that is Jesus, we have the devil, and we have the human race. And these three interplay with each other. And so we have, in chapter 6, the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and there before me was a white horse, its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. I believe that what this represents, and I believe this seal was opened by the Lord Jesus. You had the League of Nations. It came on a white horse, with a bow for enforcement and a crown for rulership. And it was the first attempt after the First World War to create a central government of the world. 
there was sin and deception in the League of Nations. It was there primarily for the benefit of the French and the British and their interests. Germany was not allowed to join the League of Nations then. The United States did not join the League of Nations because many senators objected because they said we will lose our sovereignty, and they were right. At the Second World War, the League of Nations recognized it was unable to fulfill its charter. And so it officially closed, and it handed all of its assets over to the United Nations. And we have the United Nations today, along with the central banks, along with the great corporations of the world, who are bigger than governments. And we have a blending of the governments with these great conglomerates. And we have now the rider saying he is in white, he's innocent, and he has a bow, he has an army, and he has the crown and one world government among the elites the swamp creatures of America, bent on conquest. The Lamb opened the second seal, and I heard the second living creature say, Come. Another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other, and to him was given a large sword. I believe that large sword was the atomic bomb. I can't imagine a sword larger than the the bomb capabilities that nations now possess to destroy every human being on the whole face of the earth. I believe the second seal has been opened. I believe we are now in the third seal. I heard the living, the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse, representing death. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in its hand, and I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil or the wine. In other words, the oil and the wine represent the elite, the wealthy. Don't touch them. But everybody else, you're going to work for a full day for one day's food allowance. And everybody is going to work. A quart of wheat for a day's wages. A quart of wheat is the nutrient necessary for one person for one day. Three quarts of barley for one day's wages, the same is true. And now all over the world, we have the separation between the elite, the wealthy, and we have the destruction of the middle class all through the Western world and in China and in the world. We have the destruction of the middle class so that The goal is only to have the very poor as servants and to have the very rich. And we are watching that transpire today across the world. We are watching as the lies are spoken, as the deception goes forth, as wicked men come into office, leave as multi-millionaires, both senators and congressmen and presidents. When Mr. Obama came to office, they were commenting on how poor he was. Today, they comment on how utterly wealthy he is. Well, how did he gain that wealth? He stole it, as do congressmen and senators and other government officials. 
Then the Lamb opened the fourth seal. This is what is coming. I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. What we are looking at now, it is coming like a freight train upon us, is death. A pale horse, the horse of death. And that death is going to come by war, the sword, by famine, by plague, by artificially created viruses, and by the wild beasts of the earth, where people will be defenseless and will not be able to protect themselves. So we're looking at a time of death. That death is rushing upon us and is even now beginning. And you notice Hades is following closely behind. Why? Because these wicked men and women are going to go directly into judgment. Joe Biden is headed for judgment before God. As are many other presidents. I voted for the Bushes. I've had to repent for that vote. It's now obvious that they lied to America and they are utterly without redemption. They are evil. Death is coming to America. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who'd been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Then comes great persecution upon the Christians because the world will say it is the Christians' fault that we are facing this war and this disease and this famine. It is the Christians' fault that we have a collapse of our economy. And great persecution is going to break out against those who are true followers of Jesus Christ. So instead of having a time of, of wonderful redemption in America, a time of prosperity, according to the lineup of the outline given to us by Jesus in the book of Revelation, we are going to face Death by sword and famine and plague and wild beasts. And many Christians are going to die. You come to the sixth seal. There's a great earthquake. The sun turns black. Like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned to blood. The stars in the sky fell to the earth as large figs dropped from a fig tree. The sky receded like a scroll, rolling up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks and the mountains. They called to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? This seems to be, to me, an indicator that the sixth seal will bring in the redemption of God's people. Now, when you look at the seventh seal in chapter 8, there's silence in heaven for about half an hour. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. 
He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne, and the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth, and there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and earthquakes. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. And now you have the trumpets coming in, and the rest of the book of Revelation is going to be what happens in part during the release of these seals. The seals seem to stretch from the beginning of the Great Tribulation, the opening of the time of trouble for Christians of every nature, until the final conclusion wraps up and everything is completed. And the final battle takes place and we enter into a thousand-year millennium. Now, I shared that brief outline for you to show you that we should expect the lies of our government and our businesses. We should expect the tyranny of corporations and banks and the American government, and the United Nations. As all of the nations of the world are finally gathered into one world government and stand against the Most High God. Now, I don't share this with you to frighten you. I share this with you to be very clear with you that we are on a countdown for eternity. And the lies must be utterly uncovered, called what they are, and not participated in. Lies today fill the Christian church in America. Theological lies, behavioral lies, the church in America does not look anything like the church of Acts. We have lost the power of the Holy Spirit. We have bowed down to the golden idols of the calf god of prosperity. We have built huge edifices to our own glory. We have not been humble before God. We have been exceedingly arrogant and hard-hearted. There must come a time of great anguish of heart. There is at the National Prayer Chapel a sermon by David Wilkerson, who was my spiritual father, on anguish. I urge you, if you've not listened to that, to go and listen to it carefully nationalprayerchapel.com. He was exactly right. What is needed in the American church today is great anguish of heart over our rebellion against the Most High God and our lies that we have taught and believed and stood in that have so grieved the Holy Spirit that he's departed from us. And we must now seek the Lord God of heaven with all of our hearts and with all of our souls. Now, if I were to lie to you, I would tell you that a time of great prosperity is coming. That everything is going to be turning up roses. And we don't have a difficult time to go through. I would be lying if I said that to you. We have the seven seals to be released. Already, the first 
three seals have been opened. And soon, it could be within a matter of days or weeks, we will see the fourth seal opened. Some are already speaking of the year 19 or 2022 as the year of the great die-off in America, where many, many people are going to die of sickness. Now, you can be frightened by what I'm saying. You can say I'm, I'm doing tear porn or some other wicked name. I'm sharing this with you because it's time to repent. It's time to cry out to Jesus. It's time to ask him to open before us his truth, who he is, what his mission is, how we can participate with him in that mission. It's no longer time to seek the world and its wealth and its power it's time to seek Jesus Christ with all of our hearts. It's time to forget about our own prosperity and seek the prosperity of the kingdom of God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you as well. It is time to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's time we stopped lying to ourselves that everything is going to be fine. That we can survive because we're tough people. No, we're not tough at all. We're the weakest of the weak. And the devil will sweep many of you away into the death of destruction and hell. I'm coming today asking that you would pray, that you would repent, that you would give up all of your illusions, that you would ask the Holy Spirit to teach you the truth about Jesus. He did not come to bring peace on the earth. He came to bring fire. He came to bring a sword. That's what it says in Scripture. He came to bring about the great judgment of the earth and an end to wickedness. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, I believe we're living in the greatest time in human history. We're living in a time when we're going to see Jesus come again, I believe. But first, the great falling away is happening even as we're speaking. And there is going to be a short time of anguish in the hearts of God's people as he prepares a people without spot or blemish, without sin, to walk clean by the power of the blood of Jesus to cast off the lies of the modern church, to cast off the lies of our, of our culture, of our government, to soberly come into the presence of God and ask, what would you have me do? Now, we're almost out of time for this broadcast. I'd like to be able to continue with this broadcast next month. And I'm very grateful to those of you who have listened to this broadcast and said, we need this message. And you have chosen to give. I want to thank you. I'm spending time in the prayer closet crying out to the Lord, asking him to move in the heart of his people. I know he's doing that. 
and I thank you. I know this has not been an easy message to listen to, but what's about to happen in this nation is not going to be easy. And we need to not be lied to. We need the truth. And I can tell you right now, the joy of the Lord fills my heart as I have utterly turned my life over to him. I am trusting him to carry us through what we're about to walk through. And it will be a glorious time of victory in righteousness. It may cost us our lives, and that's all right. We must be willing to be joyful martyrs for Jesus Christ because we know him and we walk in righteousness and our hearts are filled with joy as we come to him in full confidence, knowing that his will must be carried out on the face of the earth and that this dark and wicked world must finally come to an end and it will not be a pretty end. It will end in fire. But it will also end in the redemption of God's people. I can tell you now, I want to side with Jesus Christ against the errands of this day. I choose Jesus. Do you? There's only one way to get through this, and that's to go through. But we've been granted amazing grace to cheer us as we go through this tumultuous time. I'd love to hear from you. Would you write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, our mailing address, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go online to nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online. I'm thanking those of you who have. I check it every day, and I rejoice and pray for those of you who give. I can't. I can't do this on my own. I need men and women who will stand though the heavens fall. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy, with great joy. Now unto Him who is able from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy with